It is back from the brink. It is Monday, the 17th of May, and we are back. We took a week off, and we're back. Vacation is over. So it is Monday, the May, the 17th of May, as I said. We're already halfway through May. Can you believe it? Um, we're creeping up on halfway through the year already, uh, and things are starting to open up. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they, they uh, put out news that were, if you've been vaccinated, you really don't need to wear a mask indoors or outdoors, but, and here's the caveat, if the business that you are visiting, i.e. a grocery store or restaurant, says you need to wear a mask, then you need to wear a mask in their location. So they are still, uh, controllers owe their domain, which shouldn't be a surprise because they've, you know, a lot of restaurants have had dress codes and, and you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service kind of things going before. So to add mask to that is not that big of a deal. Um, but uh, nonetheless, we need to be aware of it, and we need to be uh, out there and doing our thing. You know, it uh, it struck me, too, and it would be interesting to see how it plays out and what information we get out of it. But um, some of you may have heard the news that there were some Yankees, uh, New York Yankees, who uh, eight of them, who were fully vaccinated and tested positive. And so they're all basically um, quarantining right now. Um, one player, some coaches and some, some, um, travel staff and, and, you know, uh, sports therapists and things like that. So there's eight people on, of the team, uh, and they're quarantining in Florida. Um, and, and of those eight, seven of them are asymptomatic. They don't have any symptoms, but they're just doing regular testing to make sure that nobody's positive. And, uh, and one of them has very mild symptoms. Here's Aaron. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. So I'm good, I, was I'm just, good. I was just talking about the fact that uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of information we get out of what's going on with the eight Yankees who tested positive despite all of them being fully vaccinated. Um, it says that uh, seven of the eight are asymptomatic, but they they were they just caught it because they're doing regular testing of the sports team because they're all crammed together in airplanes and stuff, and so they just want to make sure. And so they continue, even though they've been vaccinated, they continue to get tested multiple times a week. And one of them has symptoms, but they're very mild symptoms and that they have actually improved after like one day of not feeling well. So clearly the vaccine has, um, or, or at least it implies that the vaccine has lessened any symptoms that they might have. But it also implies that just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you won't possibly get it. And if you test positive, that means that you could also possibly be infecting other people. So if you do have mem family members who have not yet been vaccinated, you probably should still be behaving like you weren't vaccinated, i.e. wearing masks and, and, and uh, minimizing contact with other people. So you know, if you've got family members who aren't vaccinated, or, or I, would, I would caveat that with if you have family members who have pre-existing conditions that would put them in a situation where they could be endangered, you know, the combination of those two things. The bottom line is, is everybody gets vaccinated, this becomes much less of a problem because, again, seven out of the eight were asymptomatic. If they hadn't been tested, they wouldn't have even known that they had anything. And if you're dealing with a whole bunch of other people who are all vaccinated, it's sort of a don't care. I mean, if everybody's vaccinated and everybody has it, but everybody's asymptomatic, then what does it, is it, does it really count, you know? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I mean, how often do we test for diseases 
that somebody's been vaccinated for. What, right. What's typically done. So right. like if you get a measles uh, vaccination or a rubella vaccination, nobody goes back and tests you for rubella or the measles. Right. So, you know, is this normal? Is mm-hmm. this... Yeah. You know, well, and a, a lot of the testing, you know, I mean, early on it was test, 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 right? Because we didn't have vaccines. Now that the vaccination rates are going up and California, by the way, is it has as a percentage of their population has one of the highest vaccination rates in the country. Um, and that's where we both live is California. Um, uh, but as the testing or the, the vaccine rates have gone up, the testing centers are closing down. I don't know. It's I don't even know where I would go to get tested right now. Yeah, like the I think you can go to a, a drugstore like a Walgreens or a CVS uh-huh. um, or to your healthcare provider. Right. I saw in the grocery like, store test kits that you could buy. So you would do the test and just mail it in. But I oh. don't know how, how long it would take. But I've seen those now. They were $19. Well, 20 bucks. Cool. Nineteen ninety nine plus tax. Yeah, cool. So, That's cool. But, yeah. I, you know, I'm not... There's a, there's a, we all knew that, that COVID would be endemic, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it'd be everywhere. It's not going anywhere. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you are somebody who can't be vaccinated for whatever reason, then you're wearing that N95 mask and washing your hands. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and that's the point I was making. You know, there are there are people who have certain thing, certain uh, illnesses or, or weaknesses or react are they reactive in certain ways. And, you know, when you're around those people, you pretty much wear a mask anyway just to take care of that person, that family member, whoever it is. And so um, you might want to continue to do that even if you're vaccinated because that doesn't mean that you're not possibly um, positive and could infect them. So, And, and if it, and not even COVID. It could be something else that you could bring to them, right? So you want to protect that right. person if they are if they're, uh, so you know, have issues that when, uh, when make them When my mother more had cancer. Mm-hmm. And she had she had stage three breast cancer, and this was back in 1983. Um, she got through all of her intense chemo and radiation, and uh, and then got the flu, and it was the flu that almost killed her. Right. You know, she ended yeah. up in the hospital, couldn't breathe. You know, mm-hmm. um, which is exactly to your point. There are, right. there are you know, there are people who are immunocompromised. Right. Well, and um, a lot of the treatments for things like cancer. Uh, suppress your immune system and so Indeed. it you know that then makes you more susceptible to getting a bad case of the flu or cold or covid or you know any infection really yeah just yes listen to your doctors be smart yeah don't be a dumby i have met lots of young people who don't who want to wait especially um women because they don't know you know long term there's there's some discomfort with you know, well, will this affect my fertility? Will it be something that will impact unborn, yet unborn children? Right. You know, and I've heard, I've heard several young women talk about that. If they're nervous about that because they want, they want to be able to have babies. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not like we haven't, you know, created horror stories in the past by saying, take this, it's good for you. And then find out that, oh, the effect happens years later. Right. Yes. And then you go, oh yes, my gosh. Or your baby's born with flippers. Right. Well, that instead being, of arms, that being the effect, I, w- I was avoiding talking about the effect. But you're right. There were some horrible, horrible things. You know, was that uh, I can't remember. The, what was that one? Thamol- th- thamil- thalidomide. Thalidomide. Thank you. I, I could not recall the the name of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a horror story for sure. You know. But I mean, um, I get it. I get it that people would be reticent, mm-hmm. you know. 
I'm not having any more babies, so I'm not thinking about that for me. Right. I got back to it. But younger women realistically should consider, you know, that when they're they're making decisions and um yeah i you know there's just you know lots especially as quickly as as our whoa hello can you hear me yeah i'm hearing music what the heck is that i'm not it's not coming from me i know what it was i got it it was a web page because web pages are awful yeah, no, I, was, I clicked on a web page for I think it was an article from the Houston Chronicle or something like that. And it was um, uh, what authorities can and can't ask you for about uh, proving that you have uh, your vaccine. And essentially it boils down to they cannot ask you to prove you have the vaccine. They can ask you to sign something saying you have it. And if it if later they find out you didn't, then they you can be, you know get in trouble for that but uh they can't ask you to show your vaccine card at least uh not legally right now um so yeah which makes the whole you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated thing kind of uh, pointless because you know like i said when i was at that brew pub this weekend um yeah everybody was without a mask i would bet you money that not everybody in there was fully vaccinated but you can't go make them prove it to you so you know, it's one of those like, okay, so once you say somebody cannot wear their mask, everybody cannot wear their mask because you can't make them prove that they don't qualify. Yes. You know, so yeah. that's where we're at now is essentially a lot of places, especially out in the open. You've, I, I've always thought the out in the open thing makes perfect sense, though. You know, if you're out in the park or out walking somewhere, you know, don't put a strap across your breathing holes. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. But Well... The, the thing of the flip side of that is, you know, there's other scary diseases that are communicable that there mm-hmm. are no vaccines for. Like there are mm-hmm. people who have tuberculosis. And if you're on an airplane or if you're in a restaurant and you, you hear somebody coughing, they don't have to prove that they don't have TB. Right. You know, so there, you know, the, the, there's a certain amount of risk that you experience when you leave your house. Yep. Um, and you can't there's nothing that government can do to mitigate that entirely, you know, that risk, mm-hmm. you know, just get out there and live your life. Yeah. And, and do you really you do you really want the do. government that that tightly wound up into everything? Oh, you do? No. And most people would go no. when they think about it, go, you know, I, I think there's a knee jerk reaction to, yeah, the government should do something about that. But then when you start thinking about what that actually means and carry that to the extreme, then, you, you know, to to a logical extension, you kind of go. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Don't want that. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it can get a little bizarro. A little. Just a little. Um, so um, you had uh, posted an article about the battle for gig workers um, and uh, uh, through the fine folks at Apple News. I wait for it to load. So, um, you know, there's been California had that big uh, legal battle going on about whether gig workers had to be treated as employees or independent workers. And uh, and yet, you know, that continues to go on other places. If it's not even not here. Um, it's a and, it, and... go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, when most people think of gig workers, they think of of like Uber drivers, right? Uber and Lyft drivers is the first thing that comes to mind. But this actually defines a lot of different jobs. 
Um, and the, the thing that I've learned over the years, having lived in a couple different states, is that the rules that determine whether you're an employee or whether you're a contract worker vary a lot from state to state. Um, you know, in, in, in California, well, and even the rules for like overtime and stuff vary just tremendously from state to state. You know, and and so um, it's hard to talk about this. It's easy to talk about this what, with what you're used to in the place you live. It's much harder to talk about this in a global sense because there's different expectations and different rules in different places that people are coming from. And so they're used to something one way and we're saying, oh, it should be this way. And that might be foreign to them, but very similar to what we're used to doing, you know. Yep. And so there can be a lot of variation well, on themes there. California. Oh, gosh, I'm driving down my street. Sorry, squirrel. And there are people who are out there trimming trees. And when I say trimming, it means that they're lobbing all of the uh, branches off. And so you have these 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 large branches with just dumps. There's nothing yeah. on them. It, it, it yeah. makes me so angry when they do that. A 15-foot-high stick sticking out of the street, out of the ground. Yes. Yeah. Yes, precisely. Welcome to California it makes tree me trimming. so angry. Yeah, I've got That's an uncle who, who uh, owned a tree trimming business. I think he's mostly retired now, and, and one of his kids runs it. But uh, every time he visited California, it just made him angry and sad because he'd watch the way that people people butcher trees here. And he's like, that's just obscene. That is so wrong. Yes. It's bad for the tree, bad it, for the yes. environment, bad for the world. It looks ugly. Why do you guys allow that? It's like, yep. I don't know. Paid the guy 20 bucks, <laughs> and he came and cut the tree back. You know? Yep. <laughs> Oh, I say 20 bucks, so, probably 200 bucks, but anyway. So, yep. yeah. Um, all right. So before I, I got distracted, what were we talking about? Oh, so we were talking workers. about gig work. Yeah. Yeah. So California, their, their pushback against gig work has nothing to do with protecting the worker and everything to do with missing out of the employer, employer share of taxes right. um, that have to be paid right. of payroll taxes. And so that's why they are like, we're for the little guy. No, you're not. You're not for the little guy. You're for you. And that's yeah. your. You we're want for our more. cut of the pie. Truth exactly. in advertising. Come, Come on. on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, uh, it's this state is such, such a screwball state. Yeah. As far as the laws are concerned. I actually yeah. talked to um, a friend of mine from high school. Her husband is a is a federal employment attorney in another state. And he's like, oh, I would never work in California. Yeah. It's insane in California. It is. It is. It, you know, one of the things they talk about in California is, you know, if if you as the employer or the person hiring your, your contractor say the, what location the person has to work at and what time they have to work at, then they are an employee. Okay. So, oh, it's you, more intense than that now, Todd. Oh, oh, oh! I realize, but 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 that makes that but that definition they they've changed the definition because they're trying to encompass people like Uber because Uber does not say when and where you have to work. It's totally up to you, and and so they've tried to change the definition now in order to encompass somebody working with yes. Uber in order to force Uber to then treat them like employees, and and that's where we've gotten some pushback because the folks at Uber are going, "Now oh, wait a minute." You keep changing the rules so that, you know, everybody has to be an employee. So we have to pay taxes on everybody, you know. And the fact yeah. of the matter so is, is it, that they're doing it when they feel like on their own time with their own car in their own location. How is that an employee? So essentially, what, what, what the standard is, is they basically the, the gig worker has to have their own company is essentially what they're saying. Or they have to do that work for more for multiple people. 
So if you are, let's just say that you have somebody who comes and cleans your office. Um, uh, if that person who cleans your office also cleans many other people's offices, then that's fine. But if they only come in and clean your office, let's say your office is huge. Maybe it's, right. yeah, maybe, say, let's say right. it's huge. Um, and they only come in and clean your office and they have to be an employee because they don't actually do that work for anyone else. And what, you know, if you think about it, it's okay, wait a minute. So they're not ambitious enough to go get other clients. So now I have to make them an employee. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, or that's, or that's we give them a, right. we give them enough work that they can do all their work here. Now we have to tell them, sorry, we're only going to give you a little bit of work. So you have to go do part of your work here and then you have to pick up and drive somewhere else and have more expense in doing your job and do some work somewhere else because because we can't have you doing all your work here anymore. Yes. Yeah. Although I think yes. when, you, when you talk about large office spaces, generally they're not hiring, you know, so-and-so to come in and be the custodian. They're hiring well, a no, company know, that, that then sublets. Yeah, I know. But um, but nonetheless, I know what you're talking Yeah, it, just, it, it leads to some weird um, reactions and unintended consequences as people try to jump through hoops to avoid getting doing what the, what the law tries to force them into doing, which is somewhat nonsensical in the first place. So... Well, and, and more problematic in um, California was, you know, say you are, you have, you get paid, you have uh, bands that come into your venue and, yeah. um, yeah. Um, and they, you know, you hire the band uh, and let's just say that, that you are, you know, that you pay the check to one person, the band hasn't incorporated. So you pay the check to Johnny guitarist, that's who gets the, the, pe the, the check. Well, then Johnny guitarist has to employ Jimmy the bassist, Juan the drummer, and Sheila the lead singer. Right. And so now you now have employees because you're the one who got the check from the um, uh, from the venue. And so oh, you come saw, on. They're all paid and, in cash and booze. But you know what I'm saying. But, I, mean, I know, but I know exactly what you're industry. saying. I know exactly. Yeah, and, and what it is is it's, it's like forcing people to jump through, all, like I said, a lot of weird contortions. To, to sort of try to avoid, uh, well, to, to try to stay legal while avoiding all of the extra overhead. Yes. That the government is creating. And it's like, this is not the government working for me. This is the government getting in my way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, they, it, it makes people, you know, think back to, uh, you know, Reagan's days, like, uh, you know, let's shrink the government. Of course, he didn't shrink the government, neither did anybody else. The government continues to expand and grow. But they talked about it anyway. You know, shrink the government. Less government. Yeah. Less government is better. You know? Um, Less government and, is better. Well, and we're certainly in an era right now where that is not at all the, the belief of the people who are in charge. There, it's like, you know, you well, don't worry about, about anything. The government will do it all for you. You just give us all yeah. your money, and then we'll dole out yeah. a little bit to you when we feel like you need it. And that way you'll be grateful to us. You have, yeah, and I'm like, I have parents, and they're not you, so yeah. no, I want to keep my money to do what I want with my money, and you all can go pound sand. Yeah. Unfortunately, they have the power of the of uh, the gun and the loss of liberty behind. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to give the IRS their due. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the time being, till the next time we vote. So I. Uh, <laughs> I have a black leopard in my lap. Uh -huh. Speaking about wild animals that people let just roam free in the neighborhood. Man. <laughs> He's a kitty cat, in case anybody's wondering. Beastie. And He's he a sweetheart. To, he happens to be, yeah, he's a black kitty cat. He's my buddy. He's my baby. 
Yeah, yeah. Scratch Barrow's ears for me. Because he's my buddy. So. Uh, so yeah. what other exciting things are happening in the news? Yeah, I'm looking around here. You know, uh, people, uh, I think it's insanity, but there's been people, a lot of people who have been investing in things like Bitcoin and Dogecoin. And Bitcoin had taken a dump over the last week or so. I mean, it just was plummeting. It's back over $45,000 a coin now. $45,000. Now, when Bitcoin launched, it would take you multiple Bitcoin to buy a pizza. Now, a single Bitcoin is worth $45,000. It's kind of insane, right? And yeah. I think it I think it lost its value because Tesla stopped accepting Bitcoin to pay for yeah. their cars. Yeah. Yeah, they made that announcement, and, and it took a, a nosedive for, um, you know, part of a week, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's we've talked about it before. All of these these, uh, uh, you know, Ethereum and Bitcoin and Dogecoin, they're they're all cryptocurrencies that the only reason they have any value is because the people who buy and sell it agree that there's a value there. And if those people suddenly say, you know, it's just this is kind of stupid. This is worth nothing. Then it'll be worth nothing. Because nobody would be willing to give you any money for it. And that's the concern, um, you know, that it's out there. Because usually, like, if you buy stock in a company, you know, you're, you're buying ownership in the value of something that exists. The cryptocurrencies, yes. by their very nature, don't really exist. There is nothing there. All it is is a ledger and an accounting of who has this mythical Bitcoin. That's all it is. That's all. That's all the. It's just a ledger that says, "Oh, Bob has twelve of these," and everybody agrees Bob has twelve of these because the ledger says Bob has twelve of these. How much are those worth? Well, we all think it's worth, and then they, you know, and that's what it's worth. You know, what? Well, I'll give you X amount of dollars if you give me one of your twelve, Bob, and that determines the worth. That's it. And Bob says, "Yeah, yes or that's no. a little. That's a little iffy for me. That's yeah. not something I like. I." Mm-mm. Yeah, there's there is something slightly terrifying about that whole thing, <laughs> that whole concept. Yeah. Yeah. So a recent science scientific study study says that um, and this is interesting because it, it will change at some point. You know, the Earth has a magnetic field. That's what protects us from solar rays and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's 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 a good chunk of why there's life on Earth is because of this magnetic field that surrounds the planet. Apparently that uh, they have done some studying and found that sharks actually use that magnetic field to navigate. And that's how they move around oh. the, 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 uh, the ocean. They know where it is. They can sense the magnetic fields through an organ in their brain, uh, or in their head anyway, their skull, and, uh, and that that allows them to then circumnavigate the world, you know, swimming through the oceans. You know, you think about it, it's like, they can see landmarks in the in the water, but you know they, they can't like look up at the stars or anything like that. So how do they kind of know where they're at and when, how to move around? And uh, so scientists have done some research and they found out that that's the case, which is also interesting because it also means that we might be able to find ways to use magnetic fields to to um, encourage sharks to move out of an area where we know there's people swimming. Oh, crazy. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Well, and we could, you know, maybe we can use it to navigate. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, submarines that want to be very stealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if we um, do. 
You know, that could be something we just don't, they don't talk about, right? I don't know. Yeah. You know, we use GPS. Um, but, you know, if something happened to the satellites, what would we use as a backup? You know, you and I would pull out our Thomas brothers, and <laughs> if we still have one, right, and go, oh, let's see. Um, I have a feeling the Navy doesn't have a Thomas brothers. I know, and I got to be honest with you, I I don't either, and I'm terrible at reading maps. Terrible (laughs) at reading maps. And I tried to learn. Old Thomas Brothers, right? You'd pull out the the front page would be a big map of a large area, and then you would go, okay, the space I want to look at is in square A14, like Battleship, right? And then you would go to page A14, and that would be a blow-up of just that square. (laughs) And then, aha, here's where we are, I think. Turn here. Uh, maybe. A lot of I think. Then I hand it to my husband and say, yeah. can you read this? <laughs> yeah. Tell me where to turn. I'm not sure where I am. It would mean a lot of people bumping into each other. That's what it would mean. But it would also mean that a lot of people probably would like be lifting up their heads from their phone to see where they're going. So maybe there'd be less people That's bumping true. into each other. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't even know. Can you still buy a Thomas guide? You know, I have no idea if they're even in business. I would bet they probably aren't because uh, uh, I'm Googling it. Thomas Thomas guide Guide. maps. So am I. Uh, Well, they're still around. Wow. They have an Amazon store. Yeah. Yep. Still around. Interesting. But, yeah, at one point right. in time, especially for if you lived in a, in a major metropolitan area, especially on the West Coast, um, they were just the book. And in fact, I remember um, as a promotional item, the newspaper that I worked at used to keep those. And if you were uh, if they were courting you as a large advertiser or or uh, trying to get a long term contract with somebody, man, that was one of the give- giveaways because you put a Thomas guy. And, of course, on the back of it, it had the name of the newspaper, right? Because you get a Thomas guide, you keep that for years, you know? It's like yeah. it's not like the streets change that much. I mean, they might add some new ones, but, you know, that would be in the back seat or underneath the seat of your car for years, and you'd pull it out to figure out where the heck you were going. Um, yeah, they, they were the preferred way to figure out how to get around most cities in California. I'm looking here, and there's like a Portland and a Phoenix Street guide, and so I think they were mostly um, uh, West Coast. I don't know that they really had any. I, I don't remember ever seeing Thomas guides when I lived in other places, but Southern California and then the West Coast was certainly Thomas guide country. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, how you know? And, and this is—I I don't know if you need to tell me the actual number, but how do you know how much you spend on food every week? Three. No, you don't. At least. No, you don't. Yeah, no, I, At I, least. I have no. I honestly don't know. Um, I, I don't sit down and break it out, you know, uh, to know exactly. And I know, you know, people. As much as I like to track and number things, that's something just off the top of my head. I don't know the exact amount. I know I've sat down and figured it out at different times. Um, but uh, you're talking about the lady who who feeds her family of five on on a hundred dollars a week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She does cooking and she she does cooking and meal prepping um, uh, and is able to keep her fa- keep her food bill under or about one hundred dollars a week, which is mm-hmm. insane for five people. 
Yeah. Um, and this is according to this is an article in BuzzFeed in case anybody is interested. I thought it was um, pretty interesting. They don't. Yeah, and they don't do takeout, obviously, if they're going to be feeding them with that budget. Yeah, but, very um, little. Very little. She goes. She, she's a stay-at-home mom. Uh, this woman who who wrote the article, she says she starts planning on Saturday, um, and uh, this including the, choosing the recipes she'll make from the week, and she chooses them via Pinterest cookbooks plus actual shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, after her recipes are picked. She compare, cares, compares prices via different grocery store apps and will usually choose to do curbside pickup or delivery to avoid bringing the kids into the store. See, there's so, the problem. So, is she actually plans. That's why she saves money because she plans instead of like at 4 o'clock going, what are we going to eat at 5? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this – exactly. This past week, curbside pickup one one out. She did – she her total of $83.10 at King Supers was a whopping $79 cheaper than an Instacart delivery, all for the exact same items. So she really compares, spends some yeah. time comparing. Yeah. Um, so time, it, time it, or money, right? That's your option? You can spend time or you can spend money. She's spending time. <laughs> She's spending time. So, so she says dinners are all – Almost always roll over into lunch, so she makes extra so that she can have uh, a ne- be the next meal, lunch, the next lunch or lunch for the next day. Um, and she said for the kids, she doesn't make uh, modifications other than spiciness levels. I so, like that. I, it drives me nuts when I, I see parents like you hand the kid the food and before they've even t- tasted any of it or eaten it. Do you like that? Does it taste good? Do you want you know, what you're doing is opening the door to that for them to basically take control of you by saying. I don't want this. I don't want that. I want this. I want that. And you end up making special meals for everybody. And it's like, you know, this is the meal. You eat it or you skip this meal and you get food at the next meal. Exactly. I know. I'm mean and cruel. Exactly. No, no. That's how we used to do. That's, that's what we that's used how to I do. Was raised, you know? it was like, that's how I was raised. Yeah. My mom said, this is what I'm fixing. The only time I really had a major issue with that growing up was the time she uh, put something in front of me and said, this is pork chops. And I went. Doesn't look like a pork chop, and I went. Doesn't smell like a pork chop. She was passing off. Was she's it trying liver? To get me yeah, she's trying to get us to eat liver, and I'm like, yeah, that ain't a pork she, chop, mom. <laughs> your mom likes liver and onions, she and does. I don't understand that. Yeah. Oh yuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that'd she, be a skip. I'd be skipping that meal. Ugh. She tried, and I and and I and the rest of the family. My dad ate it. The rest of us kind of looked at it and went, no. You know, and I mean, there was some vegetable or something else with it. I, you know, we ate that and just went, yeah, we're not going to have that tonight. <laughs> you can eat it or you can feed it to the dog. So this uh, this article in BuzzFeed does have some recipes here and some tips and tricks. And, you know, she made barbacoa beef and fresh homemade salsa. And she made mm-hmm. this this um, blueberry pancake. It was like in a, it, but it was like a sheet cake. So she mm-hmm. cut them up and they became like... Um, uh, like yeah. blueberry, almost, pan- almost like a giant bars. waffle as opposed to a pancake, like you would traditionally think of it. Yeah, bars that's a good yes. way to word it. Yeah, so, so they could um, eat on it for several mornings. Yes, yes. So I'm like, dang, she made chocolate chip cookies and sloppy joes and all kinds of things. So, you know, I, I, uh, I'm really bad about not pricing out what i spend and i use instacart pretty regularly and it does cost more because you have to pay for delivery and i always sure. um i always tip 
And so, and I, and I want to, I want a good tip because I want good people to, to want to work with me. And so, you know, that for me, time is a challenge. And so, uh, right. yeah, you're either, you're, it's either time or treasure. And for me, time is the t- challenge. And so I, I mm-hmm. spend more. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that was what I said up front. You know, it's like, well, it, yep. the things that she does, she takes on doing a lot of the work and the food prep and the, and, and the shopping and she, she works to shop to find good prices and, and, and that's great. Um, but that does take time and effort to do that. And so, um, you know, you have to make that choice and say, well, am I investing time or am I going to spend money so that I have to spend less time? And, uh, and, and there's, you know, it's not like it's a either or either it's a, there's a continuum there, right? Um, you can do a little sure. bit of this and then a little bit of just paying more because that is it more expedient. And she did on, she gives it a sample week in the, in the article, which I thought was pretty interesting to see the kind of things. And it looks like a lot of food was very good meals. I mean, they looked yummy and they were, looked like they were pretty easy to prepare. Uh, but she did say Friday was date night and they bought pizza for the kids, you know, and you can buy a $5 pizza and feed kids and her kids are young. She's got three kids that look like they're all under the age of 10. And so they're not eating huge portions like they will when they're in high school and, you know, closer to adulthood and, and right. Growing. Oh my God. In high school, especially because yeah. she's got at least one boy there. I can't yeah. tell what the, if the, what the baby is, but yeah. man, teenage boys can eat their weight every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just giant vacuum cleaners. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you have a teenage boy and and a dog, there will be no food in your house because anything the teenage boy drops, the dog gets, because they're they're not particularly careful eaters, and and they will, but they will eat anything, <laughs> and lots of it, mass quantity. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. but yeah, the meals yeah. look yummy. Anyway. I mean, I look through there and it's like, yeah, I, we can do that. But you know, it's, do we want to invest that amount of time and... and effort and work to put that all together and do that? Sometimes we do. Yeah. You know what we do in our house. I mean, again, it's just the two of us uh, most of the time. And so what we tend to do is on the weekends, we try to make two big meals, both of which we can eat on during the week. And that usually gets us through to most of the week. And then sometimes at the back end of the week, then we will treat ourselves to some sort of takeout or pizza or something. Um, and, uh, and that includes, um, uh, we, we like to go to, um, uh, was it, it's a Corky's cafe, Corky's restaurant. It's like a, oh, they yes. have big, big portions and good breakfast food. Huge. And so we will buy like a, a, um, a, a scramble skillet or something there. And I can eat on that for three or four days for breakfast as well. So, um, you know, it's, we, we try to think in, especially on weekends, we think of food that we can we can stretch into multiple days. And so um, uh, that's the way we minimize the prep work and stuff, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, you can do these kind of things, you know, midweek and stuff too. I mean, especially some of this stuff, like she does the, uh, uh, uses her Instant Pot to create a um, uh, barbacoa. barbacoa beef. And I've done, uh, you know, like a, that kind. I've I've done a roast or beef in the instant pot, or I've done a pork roast. It's interesting. I noticed she said that to uh, to shred the beef instead of getting like a fork out, she sticks it in her big uh, stand mixer with the need uh, the kneading attachment. So like you'd use for, for kneading bread dough, and just let that run, and it just shreds the meat all up. And I thought that's kind of interesting. That's interesting. Of course, that just but means that it, you now have, you know, the 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 attachment and the bowl. To, one more thing to clean, 
Whereas right. if you just and pull it, if you shred it in the bowl you cooked it in, it's, I also think in terms of cleanup. So. Well, and then she has a baby, so maybe it's she need because I would think that would make your meat just like like baby food, like mushy. Oh yeah, baby tear food. it up really into small. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and so maybe that's why she does it. But I, so I I think doing with the forks is is good because I then it's yeah. shredded. It's not. It doesn't become a mushy yeah. paste. I have these like plastic things called bear claws, and you literally grip one in each fist, and it's got like big claws on either side for shredding meat. Um, you can find them on Amazon. I think they're you know less than twenty dollars, and those are awesome for shredding meat. They work better than just using a fork because using a fork, it, you know, a fork is what maybe an inch wide. These things yeah. are as wide as your fist. And in fact, they fan out and make your fist even wider, so you you can really shred the stuff quickly and easily. So. Well, now that we're everybody's good and hungry. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, let's let's see some some uh, shredded beef or shredded pork, some uh, avocados to make some guacamole, and uh, yeah, and I'm ready to go. I'm hungry now because <laughs> I've not had any breakfast yet. I've had coffee. Yeah, I've had water. I had my morning coffee. I usually have a coffee and then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, some water or something later in the show. But uh, I didn't bring anything else out, so I had coffee. That's my one cup in the morning. That's one thing. When I w- on, on our week off, I drank more coffee than I normally do, and I don't know. Uh, it, it was either the dislocation, not sleeping in my own bed because you know visiting family or whatever. But I did not sleep particularly well during last week. I was. I imagine you weren't either. I mean, you were moving and traveling in a different, you know, different state. Oh, and... I didn't sleep at all. Yeah. And mostly because this is a house full of college students, and who, who and some of them had gone home. Yeah, with but school out. Still, yeah, it, yeah, and some of them went home, but there were still like four, uh, six in the mm-hmm. house. Um, when normally there are ten, um, and uh, uh. They were up partying. Like one of the girls was uh, one of the athletes was from France, and so the night before she went home, they were up till four in the morning just having a good time because they're college mm-hmm. students, right? Yeah. And so I put I put white noise because you can do find white noise tracks on on Spotify, right? And let that run. But still, I mean, and I didn't want to say anything to them. So they were celebrating. They're yeah. about she's about to yeah. go home. Their house, That's fine. You know? <laughs> it's their house, exactly. Yeah. And but I just I did not sleep well, and yeah. so um, uh, I went to bed. Uh, early last night and uh, uh, feel better today, although not completely rested. Um, and, you know, I was, and I couldn't complain because I, I was, you know, staying there for free and they were right. being gracious and allowing me to do that. So, you know. Yeah. If it yeah, bothers yeah, you, you, you roll with the situation, room. right? But yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're, in, when you're, in, you met, remember back, you know, in college, it's like, well, during school year, they would be, you know, especially on Fridays and stuff, there would be late nights. But a lot of kids were, you know, in, in a lot of houses were, you know, people studying up late so it wasn't really loud noise but imagine after the semester's over school's out those that are there are like you know don't have to study for anything nope kids stay up late have fun enjoy each other you know and yep. so they're up there uh yeah exactly i can imagine there's not a lot of sleep going on no so. not a lot well there was but it was happening from 6 a.m to about 2 p.m yeah exactly they sleep through the morning part of the day yeah <laughs> Yeah, it so. was weird while I was there. I found that I was going to bed at like what would have been a late time for here. So like 11 o'clock here is like, you know, one and two in the morning there. But then I was waking up at like seven o'clock there, which would have been 
four in the morning here, which is before I get up here. So I was like, I don't understand what was going on. I was like going to bed on 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 fairly late or California time and waking up on on early East time. It was just I was out of sync. It was just bizarro. So I basically it's was called like jet walking, lag, Todd. Yeah, walking around in semi zombie state the whole time and. Uh, and so I would be good one day and then out, and the next day I would be, be like sort of the, the recuperate day. And, of course, I was only there, you know, four days or five days. So it was, you know, <laughs> like a couple cycles of that. And I probably would have synced up eventually. But, you know, it's like, nope, get on the plane. Get back to where the time and the clocks are all right. Those people are crazy back That's there. Like- They're like, clocks are all three hours off. <laughs> Don't understand these people. So we are out of time. Time flies. Time flies. Well, given that we talked about great food, everybody have a wonderful breakfast. If you did get one, eat a healthy breakfast, not just coffee and water. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There Pet a go. kitty cat. Scratch scratch Pharaoh's ears for me. I am. I'm doing that right now. I imagine your kittens probably would be almost unrecognizable. They're giant because when I saw them, they were little babies. I'm sure they are, they grown. have grown a lot. They have grown a lot. Yeah. They're so cute. I love I look them. look forward to seeing them seeing them soon so all right anyway we got to wrap this up thank you so much for joining us today this is back from the brink i'm todd brinker i'm aaron brinker have a great day everyone